Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. We have some news from within our Fox family. Fox News Media and Tucker Carlson have mutually agreed to part ways. Tucker's last show was this past Friday. And starting tonight, Fox News Tonight will air live at 8 p.m. Eastern. It will be an interim show with rotating Fox News personalities until a new host is named. We want to thank Tucker Carlson for his service to the network as a host and prior to that as a long-term contributor. That's not a joke. That's Harris Faulkner having to make the announcement that Fox News settles with Dominion voting for $787.5 million and a week later, he's out. Joy Reid is still a bigot on MSNBC. The liars who wouldn't tell you about the Hunter Biden laptop who pushed Russia, Russia, Russia on you, who told you Michael Avenatti was a potential presidential candidate, they are still there at CNN. Tucker Carlson is out at Fox. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, it's good to be with you. I open up the phones. 833-468-8669. 833-GOT-TONY. Let me be clear about something right now. There is not a radio host in America right now, on the air right now, who didn't look at their entire schedule of everything they were going to talk about and say, well, yeah, uh, F this. This this is all to the left. Just, just, just push that. You know what? Just burn my computer. Just give me a microphone and some silence, people. I'll take care of the rest. Holy cow i have got i've reached out to radio hosts i've got people who are going to be calling in i'm going to take the calls from you there are a multiplicity of questions here never mind the people who are cheering this because you know they're out there is this about dominion voting that's one question tucker carlson was the most popular host on the network the it He's gone? Now, if he's gone, be clear, no one's safe. I had put my money down, it would have been on Laura Ingram. They would have engaged a sacrificial lamb who is uh, certainly not as popular as as Hannity or as um, Tucker in terms of overall popularity, even though her ratings may be better than Hannity's based on time slot. And they would have said, see, we made changes. Tucker, no one is safe. The entire evening lineup of Fox is not safe. Martha McCallum's got to be keeping an eye out. Laura Ingram's got to be keeping an eye out. And if you wondered whether they were going to fire Judge Jeanine Pirro or Maria Bartiromo, every last thing is now on the table. Everything. I I, I will tell you that I got the text at, at first um uh, from uh, my my digital director, uh, Sarah Smith. And I was, oh, okay. Okay. By the way, Megan Kelly has commented, good for Tucker. Trust me, he doesn't need them. <laughs> uh, the question is, what is now his platform? Build his own? He totally could. Uh, he uh, does something with... Uh, Glenn Beck and forces people to re-engage with, with the blaze. Absolutely, positively possible. 
100% possible. Uh, does nothing for a bit and takes a breath? Also possible. I, I want you to note, he fills a tremendous amount of real estate over at Fox, not only with the show at 8 p.m., the primetime slot, but also with Fox Nation and all the specials that he does over there. Brian Stelter tweeting out, I've tried calling and texting Tucker Carlson for comment on his stunning departure from Fox. No response yet. Because as you know, if you want to respond, you do it with Brian Stelter. But the, the, um, the departure is stunning. Absolutely no one is safe at Fox at this moment. But let me make a caveat. No one from primetime is safe. The, the news side, the day side is safe. Bill Hemmer has no worries. Dana Perino has no worries. Neither, I would argue, do Brian Kilmeade, Steve Ducey, or Ainsley. Ainsley Earhart. I don't think they have any issues. Um, you already know that they ended the relationship with Dan Bongino. Lawrence, uh, Lawrence Jones, absolutely no issue. They get rid of Lawrence Jones. I'll be the one who's engaged in a fight with them. But Martha McCallum, just from basically her positioning, should be worried. Laura Ingram should be worried. Hannity. Hannity has survived this far. So I don't, I don't have a reason for him to be concerned. But this has proven that the entire uh, drive time, prime time lineup, I should say, is, is going to get redone. Tucker? Now, Tucker could be the sacrificial lamb and you leave the rest alone. I don't know about that. Hannity should be concerned. Piero, uh, I assume, will be the next person shown the door. Maria Bartiromo is the one that I don't think they should do. I don't think they should get rid of Maria Bartiromo. I think it's a mistake. I think she has remade Fox Business in an absolutely incredible way. She is a strong personality. She understands the market very well. She has got people who absolutely have faith in her. Absolutely. I can't describe to you exactly how earth-shattering this is. Because for those of us who sit in a chair like mine, and, and let's face it, we sit in the same chair. We do the show together. What I started with is the part that's most frustrating. It's not that I agreed with everything Tucker ever said. I didn't agree with a fair amount of things that Tucker ever said. But I was certainly not somebody who was going to sit back and say, you're going to call him the end of civilization? Listen to the bigot Joy Reid. And I called her a bigot. I meant she's a bigot. I will say it again. I will say it on MSNBC. CNN lied repeatedly. CNN hires liars like John Brennan, liars like James Clapper, liars like Andrew McCabe, liars like Peter Strzok, liars like Michael Avenatti, who may not have been hired, but he might as well have been. And they're now going to lecture about Tucker? Get out of here with that crazy. So there is an infuriation that exists. And let me say, I'm with you on that. You lose this this lawsuit. You settled this lawsuit. You didn't even lose. You settled. And now you decide the answer is get rid of these people? Well... Let's make a different determination, shall we? Let's look at it from a different direction. 
Fox News makes money. But Fox News doesn't have great advertisers. And the reason it doesn't have great advertisers is because they don't get the Mercedes of the world. CNN does. Fox doesn't. Because of people like Tucker. You can argue that he has put out some amazing content. But you can also argue that as a matter of business, he doesn't attract advertisers. He actually pushes them away. This is about an approach of the political left that we saw under the late great Rush Limbaugh. Where they pushed a a fight against Limbaugh and Limbaugh advertisers so that there were ad networks that would say, we don't advertise in Rush Limbaugh's show. And then there were ad networks that would say, we don't advertise on Rush Limbaugh stations. That happened. And they have been effective at this for years. Which is why when we see that Bud Light has put on uh, the executive vice president or the vice president of marketing on a leave of absence, she allowed this Dylan Mulvaney brand ambassadorship. Dylan Mulvaney is a man who pretends to be a, a little girl and it's super creepy and misogynistic and disgusting, but it's performance art. And this guy is going to write a book one day. And people are like, oh, that's what a woman is. It's not what a woman is. You're all crazy. But there are people out there who are crazy. Yeah, let's go create a brand partnership with him and totally screw the core of Bud Light. To hell with that audience. She was put on leave. She was put on leave and her boss was put on leave because the people said, what are you doing? We just want to drink a freak beer man that's all we want to do we just want to sit down after a long day and have ourselves a brew and that's it Mm, beer and what did you do you came in here screaming about inclusivity or some other stupid nonsense crap and you injected politics into our beer well you gotta go that's right that is right it is the first time that the political right can say, whoa, we just did something. Now, don't get me wrong. This woman, even if she leaves uh, the Anheuser-Busch family, she'll have another job because she's a woke hero. Uh, but, but Bud Light was forced to respond. And the right has to say, whoa, whoa, we did this? Well, what else can we do? And there's nothing that the political left hates more than when the political right kind of figures it out. But there are plenty of groups that won't advertise on the Foxes because of people like Tucker Carlson, or in this case, Tucker Carlson specifically. And so we're clear, they're going to go with a rotating cast of hosts. No, I have not been asked, and I probably won't be. Um, They're going to go with a rotating cast of hosts for that hour until they figure it out. But whomever they choose as the new host, you will find that people will say Tucker Carlson was worse than Hitler, but the new host is even worse. That's going to happen. The real question is, the real question is, is Fox News out of their damn mind? 
Is Fox News out of their damn mind? You settle a lawsuit. You settle a lawsuit. And you decide that the next thing to do is is to get rid of Tucker, the guy, the reason many people show up to the network to begin with. You don't stand by your people. You're like, oh, let's cut bait. Let us get out of this as quickly as possible. There's going to be some hell to pay. Hell to pay. By the way, I should I should note there's something else going on. This ju- literally breaking as we talked. <laughs> According to an article from the New York Times, is this correct? Can someone double check this? Don Lemon is leaving CNN. <laughs> no. No. What? I I called this happening months ago. So that's that. What a day! It's, can someone double check me on that? Is Don Lemon gone? Sarah, can you get on that? AJ. Good lord. The reaction is going to be something else. Why would you part ways with Tucker Carlson? What does it get you? Well, maybe it gets you advertisers so you can recoup some of the $787 million, which you're not going to lose all, but you have insurance. You have other ways that's getting paid for. If you're willing to get rid of the top ratings earner at the station, you're willing to get rid of anybody. So now are we talking about remaking Fox News? Well, this is going to make the people who already hate Paul Ryan even crazier. Paul Ryan sits on the board of Fox. True story. If Rupert Murdoch isn't willing to protect his people, why would anybody feel good about working there? Who's next? And if Fox News is trying to regroup, what do they become? And why do they have to change when CNN and MSNBC continue to push liars and bigotry? Guys, all this has happened in the last 30 minutes. And I tried to give you a full summation of everything that has gone through my head and what it is that's being thought. I've reached out to some people. Some of it I can share. Some of it I can't. But, oh, dear Lord, if you thought Fox was through the fire, no. They are sitting in it. Wondering where the marshmallows are and saying things like, is it hot in here? They're nowhere near out. This is going to be treated rough and the audience is going to respond. I'm Tony Katz. Okay. So somebody asked me, uh, what do you think about uh, uh, Jesse? Jesse Waters being out at, at Fox. Tony Katz, 
93, not 93. I'm on 93 WIBC. I'm also on WGCL. We're also heard on WSB and KRMG and News Talk St. Louis and WoWo and MNC. We're heard across the country. But I do a morning show on WIBC, and that's why I said it. And today has already been nuts, so you'll forgive me. Tony Katz, good to be with you. Tucker Carlson out at Fox. Don Lemon out at CNN. But to answer the Jesse Waters question, some people are are engaging in rumors that Jesse Waters will be next. I wouldn't know that. I think everybody in the primetime lineup, as I said, I didn't bring up Jesse specifically. I apologize for that. I think everybody in the primetime lineup is is now um, should be worried. Everybody can be taken down. Absolutely, positively everyone. Will they? I don't know. But Don Lemon is out at CNN And here is the statement being attributed to his Twitter account. And I know it's his Twitter account because I have known Don for years, not in a friendship way, but I've been on his show. The last time we were face-to-face was uh, Iowa a decade ago. But we follow each other on Twitter, so I know that it's him. Quote, I was informed this morning by my agent that I had been terminated by CNN. I am stunned. After 17 years at CNN, I would have thought that someone in management would have had the decency to tell me directly. At no time was I ever given any indication that I would not be able to continue to do the work I have loved at the network. It is clear that there are some larger issues at play. With that said, I want to thank my colleagues and the many teams I have worked with for an incredible run. They are the most talented journalists in the business, and I wish them all the best. Now listen. You knew and I knew that Don Lemon had to go, and the move to mornings was only a step. But holy cow, they didn't call him? They told his agent? Just so we're all perfectly clear, show business is rough. Tony, it's not show business, it's news. Yeah, sure it is. <laughs> You're hilarious. It's news. See that? They said it was they said it was news. Oh, that's that's funny. Whoo. So um you have Tucker Carlson let go by Fox. That did happen. You have uh, Don Lemon let go by CNN. I seemingly still have a job. I don't know. Um, but there's a lot here. But it isn't the only things going on. I do have some things I want to get to, including um, this conversation I had with Egard Watches, the CEO who has been making commercials, going at the woke, standing up for women in sports, a whole host of things. We sat down and talked watches, talked wokeness, and is it a business decision to stand up or is it something else? That story is up next. Whoo! What a day. What a day to be alive. This is Tony Katz today online, TonyKatz.com. When I was a little girl, I had this dream that seemed so impossible. 
I was going to be the fastest runner in the world. It will be a new world record. I got this little nugget of an idea from my dad. He used to watch me run and say, Ain't no woman alive that can beat you. This is part of an ad from a group called Agard Watches. And they have been putting out commercials fighting the woke. What is a woman erased? These are the names of their ads. What is freedom? Speak truth. What is it like to see an ad campaign from a company that's totally the opposite of where the woke is? Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. Good to be with you. Let me bring in right here uh, Elon Serlovich. He is the CEO of, I think I pronounce it Egard. Is it Egard or is it Egard? Egard. Egard. Okay, and I brought, there it is, timepieces that you're going to absolutely love from that entry level all the way up. And I didn't know I knew who you were. I didn't know that I knew your story. I didn't know that four years ago, Elon, I, I clipped this. Meet the CEO who put his company on the line to stand up to Gillette's toxic masculinity ad. That was you. You're an actor. You're known for uh, doing work in Walking Dead and a series of, of other television shows. I think, I think it's NCIS or is it Law & Order? I get them confused. They're both serials that have been on for a billion years. Yeah, it was NCIS. I've been on a bunch of random TV shows for sure. Uh, but you do this. You, you have this, this watch company with uh, your, your, your father. And going back to four years ago, it was the Gillette Toxic Masculinity ad. And you decided that needed some pushback. What was the pushback then? What was the rationale? All right. Well, pretty much what happened was uh, at a lot of uh, kind of general narrative around toxic masculinity for men. And it, it just became overwhelmingly pervasive. And uh, I had noticed that for Gillette, a company that is historically a pro-male brand, to come out and and just start labeling all masculinity as toxic. They didn't label all masculinity. They said some is not toxic. Um, That was uh, a little bit of the straw that broke the camel's back for me. And it was a little bit shocking. And so I decided, hey, you know, it's... it's a weird time that no company is just willing to show the good in men, willing to show a positive side of men. And so I put out that ad, not expecting that much of a response. I expected it either to kind of drown in the internet or to, um, or to get a lot of negative pushback. And we got an incredibly positive response. So you get that response, but you, you did it for a reason. Was the reason, hey, there's a business opportunity here to capture an audience who's offended by this, or was it based on, these people are out of their heads. Uh, it was based on the fact that if we keep pushing these negative kind of uh, stereotypes toward men, we, we especially young boys, we're going to cause the decay of society. We need strong men in society. We need positive role models for young boys. And uh, just I was a little bit shocked to see that there was just this general narrative that was constantly degrading and, and negative toward young young men, young boys and not giving them a positive outlook on their own futures and to label what you are masculine because if you're a male you're going to have some degree of masculinity to you it goes hand in hand uh, as toxic as inherently toxic is just going to set a bad trend moving forward so that was pretty much uh the motivation behind it 
And uh, we put out the ad, and like I said, it had an incredibly positive review. Talking to Elon Zerlovich of uh, Egard Watches, egardwatches.com, you come back into a huge conversation now as we're talking about women and sports and men who make claim to being women and participating in sports, and you come out and you start making films. And the films you start making, really, they're, they're commercials, but they're telling uh, the, this story. And you can actually go to your website uh, and, and be able to take a look at Egard Films uh, or Egard Watches, E-G-A-R-D, and see some of these as I've got them uh, right here. And you start putting out this message called Erased. Tell me where that came from and why you decided you were jumping back in. And I mean, I guess to say you've jumped in on a bunch of them, but this is the one that people are talking about. What made you decide to make this commercial? It's kind of the same same root point as when I made that uh, Gillette response. It's very interesting. When I made the Gillette response, I got a lot of backlash from people saying, oh, you're just trying to, you know, erase women's issues you're trying to focus on men and not what women go through and i was like no we can focus on both they're both relevant they're both important and there's a symbiotic relationship there between men and women and we should be celebrating both um so pretty much what happened was i had noticed since then that there's a complete decay of what it means to be a woman we've literally done away with the definition of what it means to be a woman and uh it's just odd to me it's odd to me that feminists have fought so many years to have equality and now they're saying well you know a man can identify as a woman and go compete against us go into women's prisons which has actually happened uh we can do this to young children it's just a complete fracture in of absolute truth and so uh same same kind of motivation i just felt like hey you know it's it's shocking to me that no one's willing to stand up right now and just say hey we're going too far let's look at what's happening it doesn't make sense let's exist in reality let's speak some truth into the world and deep down, I think 99% of people have common sense. They have rationale. They know that a lot of what's happening today doesn't actually add up. And so they just are scared to speak out because they're scared of being canceled, scared of being censored, scared of it damaging them. And so it takes, especially companies, to start opening the door and saying, hey, we can do these things. We can put out ads that say these things. And that takes, um, that takes a tremendous amount of, of boldness. And what I started with in the beginning, and, and, and I feel like I, I was a bit clumsy in it, Sometimes you do things because you believe in them. And sometimes you do things because they're good business decisions. Clearly, we have seen from the woke side, they have no problem engaging in uh, screaming from the mountaintops like, like Bud Light through their vice president did. Here, look at us, because there's no harm that comes to them. Well, they now have both her, the vice president of Bud Light, and her boss, who have been both put on a, a leave of absence, and we'll see if they have uh, their, their jobs back. But on this side of the conversation, as you've done it, uh, Elon, there's a tremendous amount of damage that can come with this. The being canceled, the being boycotted, the physical uh, assault that can take place. When you engage this kind of conversation, engage these kinds of commercials, you take that into account or that doesn't come to your mind at all? Oh, 100% I take it into account. I have some partnerships coming out soon that I'm, I still worry about. I worry if this will have backlash for them and then how does that affect my relationship with these people i'm doing partnerships with these watches uh some people who i really look up to and admire who i've wanted to design a watch for for a long time but again if you're gonna live in a world where you self-censor the, the the most important thing i have is my company 
Uh, I made it for my father. It's something that's very valuable to me. And if I'm going to have something that means that much to me, I'm going to use it in a way that I feel like it lives up to my values and represents what I want to affect in the world. Uh, and I think that I'm willing to take that risk if it opens up the door for other people to be able to go out there and start doing it. I think it's shocking to me that there's so many companies who reach out to us and they say, hey, we feel the same way. We just can't put this on our social media. We can't share it. I'm like, share it. Do it. Because what they don't realize is there's a tremendous amount of people. There's a there's a very silent majority who's all, we're all doing the same thing. We're all just sitting there and saying, well, I'm, I'm not going to say anything. I don't want to. And we we think we're isolated. We're not actually isolated. There's a majority of the country who feels the same way as us. Uh, and so until people start speaking up, that very censorship, that very damage, all those things happen because we are complicit in it. We allow it to happen. Um, and so I, I really, the real purpose behind a lot of these videos is I hope other companies take note. I hope other, and that's how you affect cultural change and you start getting back to a little bit of sanity. Um, so that's the goal in all of it. Talking to Elon Serlovich, he is the CEO of Agard Watches, agardwatches.com. I want to talk about these watches just for a moment. I am a watch guy. I purposefully did not wear one. I'm a, I'm a righty, but I do wear one on my right hand, right? It's very, very, <laughs> it's very, very strange. I want to talk about some of these uh, right, right here because... Uh, the watch world is kind of fascinating. This is just a small sampling of what it is you offer uh, from the website. I don't have the Turbion uh, um, listed here. I don't have the the uh, the the Patriot. Is it the Patriot Force? I think is the name of it. Um, just uh, the Patriot. Well, there's the Patriot Steelmaker. There's a bunch of different ones, but so the Patriot's the model. When and the color will be. You utilize uh, both a, a Japanese movement, the Miyota movement, and you use uh, Swiss movements a, a, as well. How how difficult is it to market yourself? Because so much of watches is a marketing uh, uh, conversation. So much of watches is is this really personal connection. I wear this because it reminds me of X. I wear this because of what they did Y. I wear this because of how that marketing makes me feel and how other others feel about seeing the watch. What's your story? What is the Agard Watch's story that connects with with your audience? The first watch I ever made was was a gift for my father. Uh, we have a great video on the website called Legacy. And the, the entire storyline is that my dad helped me through some rough periods in my life. I had some health issues. This guy was, and this is kind of the motivation behind the Gillette video, because he's the perfect example of positive masculinity, the value of having a father in your life who's a positive role model. It makes all the difference. And so uh, I always wanted a way to pay tribute to him and show him, hey, I really appreciate everything you sacrificed, everything you gave up, and what a good role model you were for me and how you helped me through these rough times. And so I had a design background. I was working in a studio, and I ended up designing a watch for him because I couldn't find one. I couldn't – the ones I, I really liked, these kind of like unique, really unique architectural design style watches at the time were super expensive. And so I had 3D prototyping stuff in the studio. I, we had um, all types of equipment. I had uh, CG software, 3D software, like Maya. And I was using these programs and then prototyping stuff. And I ended up designing them a watch. And I put it on forms to get feedback. And it kind of just organically went from there. And his friends started loving the watch. So people started ordering this first watch we made called The Shade. But that's really the inception of the brand is, is my father. Uh, and so I hope other people find that connection with our watches too, where they buy it for someone they care about. That's really all, all we want out of the brand is to, to be able to get it on people's wrists so that 
it reminds them of someone they love in their life. So I'm looking at some more of them here. Uh, the phase two, uh, the Patriot Blue Legend, Patriot Racer. It's the Patriot Racer. What I was talking about. I like the the the, the black and and the yellow there. I like that 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 combination. Um, architectural. Uh, if if I were to uh, bring up uh, Frank Mueller and and his watches, I'd be I'd be close to uh, that as a as a type of architectural inspiration, or did it come from another place? Yeah, Frank Muller, obviously, there's guys like Richard Mille. There's there's also Hublot did some really cool layered dial work back in the day. Uh, there's a lot of brands that were doing, uh, at the time, kind of a little bit more depth in their dials. And I've always, I, there's a lot of people who love flat classic dials. And I always liked dials that felt very different, case shapes that felt very different. Orwork is another one that does very unique uh, kind of case shapes and all that stuff. But these watches are so expensive. Even Jaeger Lecoutre had some really cool uh, kind of layered dials in some of their more expensive pieces. So I was trying to replicate the kind of layered effect, giving depth to the dial, making it feel like it's an art piece on your wrist. That was kind of my goal from the start uh, so that it's more than just a watch. It's a functional piece of jewelry. It's kind of the only thing men wear nowadays to express themselves is a watch. Um, and so that was always the approach from the start. Uh, I, I agree with you. It's what men wear. And, and I'm going to get uh, flack for it. I'll get heat for it. It's why, it's why I don't understand the Apple Watch. I don't, I, I, don't, I, I don't get it. The watch is not for telling time. You've got a phone to tell you the damn time. The watch is about uh, the story more, more, than, more than anything else. Um, I, I yeah. have friends who, who wear Rolex Daytonas and, Ca and Casio Mudmasters, right? They wear the G-Shocks. Uh, for sure. Uh, I, I wear a, a Bulova uh, Accutron Space View 1960-something or other. My, my first watch was a 1959 Hamilton in, in, in gold, that more classic style. Your style I, I enjoy, uh, but, I mean, when you take a look at some of those teardrop shapes that you're doing, you really are outside of of the realm of, of those standards. Um, that's part of, that's part of the charm. That's part of the, the brand part of the, this is how I was feeling that day. And this is why it matters. Yeah. I mean, where my dad always uh, told me he likes designs that are unique, likes designs that are different. Uh, he always said, don't make another watch that just looks like every other watch. So I've always tried to kind of step outside the norm. The teardrop case is, is a really unique style. I think a lot of people just recognize the brand when they see that case shape. I think we're, the only ones doing that kind of um, teardrop case shape. So, uh, you know, it's, it, I rather, it kind of like my advertising, I rather be uh, loved and hated than be somewhere in the middle. And so I've always kind of taken on that approach. Um, I also like, I like uh, vintage watches too. Uh, you know, I like old Hoyer watches before they teamed up with tag and there's just some really cool right on watches out there that have history. That's again, that's another kind of charm for me with watches. If they're vintage, they're like antique old watches. It's very, very cool. I have my, my uh, grandfather's old watch from, he was from Iraq, and uh, it somehow survived like 100 years. <laughs> That's awesome. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, and especially as that hand-it-down hand and generational thing. Uh, Elon Surlovich uh, from Agard Watches, E-G-A-R-D, agardwatches.com. You put out these these videos, and you can find them all at agardwatches.com, and I, I commend you to go check it out. 
Uh, has there been an immediate response, Elon? Has there been an immediate how dare you? Has there been an immediate try to cancel? Has or, or have things been solid and people are like, you know what? I could utilize a nice timepiece. Here we go. Definitely a lot of positivity. I mean, I really want companies to take note. You will get a positive response if you stand up for what you believe in. Um, there, there's so many people who need to hear these messages nowadays who just aren't, especially not from uh, Hollywood, from media, from corporations. So when you take a stand, there's a positive response. We've seen an incredibly positive response. There's Riff Raff who comes along and is like, I'm never buying your watch. You're transphobic. You're this, you're that. They're, they don't represent the majority of people. In the end of the day, we do see an increase in sales for sure when we put out these messages. So that's that's a really important thing for companies to know is that there there is a market for speaking truth into the world. So definitely. Uh, Elon, I look, I appreciate you taking the time. I appreciate you coming on uh, the, the show. I got to place my order. We got to work together. This is nuts. My audience is absolutely in to what it is you're doing. Much more is coming up, guys. I'm Tony Katz. I went late, guys, and I apologize for that. I don't know. It was a good conversation. It was an important conversation. Business owners standing up, saying, I'm not going to be woke or be timid. I'm going to say what's on my mind, and I believe there's an audience that appreciates that. I think maybe the bigger question is, this is what you have to do in business now? You have to prove yourself in this way? Maybe the answer is, yeah. Yeah, you do. That's a worthy conversation. More is coming up. Keep it here. This is Tony Katz today. 